watch movie-based video games. Think to yourself, this is kind of strange. Mario is British, Luigi's Latino, and Cuba's played by a goddamn weirdo. Well, that's video games and movie. Video games and movie. Video games and movie. I guess you guys are listening to, what is this, Video Games the Movie, right? Yep. And uh, I'm here with Cujo, I'm Blaine J, and uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about um, Dragon Warrior, which is uh, like this this anime that like ruined my childhood. <laughs> I, uh, I think I mentioned on the last episode that I used to, you know, get up weekly when this came out and like... 89 I think it was 89 90 somewhere there because I was still living in uh, Georgia and I moved one in 90 so it says um, it says it came out in 1989 and went two seasons 91 but I don't know if like it came out in Japan and United States at the same time or there's some time in between but right I think when it says it went to 91 that means in Japan like because oh, yeah, sure. I remember when, when this came out it ran like the 13 episodes or whatever and then it was just gone and there was no mention of it and for a few years i thought maybe i'd imagined it because i played dragon warrior shortly after seeing this show like i was aware of dragon warrior because it was in nintendo power and stuff and it looked like something i would be into yeah um but then uh you know, I watched this show and then played Dragon Warrior like within three, four months of this, whatever it was. And over the years, I was like, maybe I imagined that, you know, and shit. And then I, I looked into it, found out it was a Kiratoriyama, and uh, always wanted an excuse to like revisit it. But anytime I found it, it was always like the Japanese version. And then you found that they had. You know, I, I should have just checked YouTube right away, I guess. It's all uploaded on YouTube, although, uh, hilariously, I don't... You watched the same ones I did, I think, so... Uh, yeah. Like, obvious that it was recorded off, like, some VHS, because some of the episodes are not so great. <laughs> and uh, you get commercials at the end of all the episodes that, like, are over... Like, voiceovers that are over the credits. Yeah, which is awesome, uh, because... <laughs> There's like a Regis and Kathy Lee one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one was the one I was going to talk about. That one was hilarious. Yeah. Like, I'm Regis Philbin, and I'm Kathy Lee, and today we're going to be talking to me. I was like, holy shit. One of those people is dead, and the other one is uh, grandmother. Um, but yeah, there was another one for like KPN News, Channel 7, and stuff like that. It was kind of wild. But, uh, you know, overall, like the, the capture being that it was obviously off like someone that, you know, recorded off the television was pretty good. Uh, Could have been better, obviously. But like I looked up on the, the Wikipedia, this has never been released on VHS or DVD. So that's basically the only way you're going to watch it is, you know, this guy that managed to record all episodes off his TV somehow, which is wild that someone was thinking to do that back then, because there's a lot of shows that like ran for not even a season, you know, and there parts of them are just lost to time because the studio, you know, has no intention of releasing, you know, one of, 12 episodes or whatever it might be and you know you might get two or three on youtube but to have all 13 there that's that's pretty special i think so that's cool and you know i i know you probably 
thought it was trash, but uh, it was kind of nostalgic for me. You know, very reminiscent of DBZ, obviously. Um, basically, everyone was represented. <laughs> like that was uh, kind of a trip. You know, main character is definitely Goku. His fat sidekick looks almost exactly like Yajirobe, but like with some weight to him, I guess. Um, his girlfriend is Chi Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad guy, the evil green bad guy, looks like a fat piccolo, and then his boss looks like a cross between Majin Buu and Cell. Um, there's even basically a Master Roshi, you know. So, yeah, basically everyone's represented. I mean, you know, there's a few that aren't, but it, it, it's just a trip because I watched so much DBZ when I was like, you know, a teenager that, uh, you know, I kept falling into, like, you'd think it was DBZ for a half second, you know? The the main difference is the action isn't nearly as good no. being a little bit earlier. And uh, I think the storyline is twice as good because they actually get to the point um, with, I mean, I, I say twice as good. In, in that, like, you're not going to have ten episodes of just two guys grunting at each other saying that's impossible, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's more Which, like, uh, like I said uh, before. I think it's more akin to like Dragon Ball than Dragon Ball Z. Where, yeah, yeah. And it's I don't know what came first, but I can see what it was doing. Where it was a slow burn. Like it started off really, really, really slow, uh, and it started like it started picking up some like it started getting more interesting. Like maybe like episode nine or ten where. They're actually starting to get some weapons and they didn't get their ass kicked every episode. <laughs> so, right. So, yeah. And that was the coolest thing as a kid for me was it, you know, I saw it before I played like a true RPG because Dragon Warrior was like the first real RPG that I ever played um, that I can recall anyway. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, discounting like maybe River City Ransom if you count that, you know, but um, the show itself kind of acts like an RPG and that the characters would obtain items and abilities and then they would, you know, it was episodic and they would have those abilities in the next episodes. And, you know, it, it felt like you were leveling up. In fact, they're not even called episodes. It'll say level one, level two, level three, and so on for each episode, which I thought was kind of a nifty feature. Um, but yeah, it, it just, I don't know. It's, it says on the wiki that it's loosely based off of Dragon Warrior 3. But Dragon Warrior 3, I don't know if you've played it. Um, you get to choose your party. It's uh, it's not like the first Dragon Warrior or the fourth one. Um, two and three, you choose your characters. And they're kind of, because of that, they're less fleshed out. Because you just kind of got to imagine you know what your warriors do you know what i mean because they can't really give dialogue to any given character because you created that character if that makes sense so there's not like any interaction between party members and stuff uh like that spoken word um but in the series you have this main kid abel is the name they gave him and he's like conveniently the chosen one in this town and then his girl Talia, I think, or something like that. And they both live in this remote village, and it's her 15th birthday. 
and she's given a gift by this village elder, this is like Master Yogi, and it's a red-jeweled pendant. And unbeknownst to her, she's the chosen one to hold this pendant that can revive a evil dragon. And then there's an additionally there's a blue pendant given to Abel that can reseal the you know the evil dragon. The weird part about that to me is immediately I'm thinking, why don't you just throw the pendant at the bottom of the ocean and forget it exists? You know what I mean? But. That would be no Whatever, or why? Why create it in the first place? Why would you want to bring it back? You know, it's. Yeah. But whatever. So. Well, if you. But bring, this chick. I guess. Oh, go ahead. Well, I guess if you bring back the dragon, then you get like you get you control the dragon, and then you are you have unlimited life, or, or you're immortal, basically. Yeah, they said something about like drinking its blood will make you immortal, which you know, gross, but. <laughs> cool. Uh, so yeah, I guess there there is a reason to potentially bring it back. I then, I guess I didn't realize you could control it. Yeah, and then you rule the world. This is what they said in a couple episodes, like offhand, like nothing for sure. But then he's like, yeah, and then I can rule the world. And I was like, you kind of already do. Everywhere you go, you just kill everyone easily. So I don't know who's really putting up a resistance to this bad guy. Like he wants to rule the world, but it's like you kind of already do. <laughs> Yeah, because the bad guy's like, he's got this huge floating ship and like this badass fat piccolo wizard. And, uh, you know, he basically does what the fuck he wants. Yeah. And then slowly, like, they, the the main characters barely live in the first episode because of luck. And then it's just kind of like they get lucky for like five or six episodes before they actually, like, start, like, accumulating weapons and powers and stuff. yeah, first they had to accumulate party members, and of course they more or less joined like for no reason. But that's kind of akin to RPGs. Like they meet the magician guy, I forget his name. Um, like he's taking a bath or whatever. And they meet up with him, and he sees that the Abel has that pendant, and he's you know decides to join him. And his role in the show seems to be like catching people that are falling. Um, <laughs> like he does a lot of badass stuff like he summons tornadoes and fireballs and all this other stuff but like the main thing he does is he has this basket that he can sit in and kind of cross his legs and he'll float around in this basket and constantly like there's so many falls in this show like probably 10 times an episode one of the characters is falling um, in some way or another, and about half the time the guy catches it. Like, there's even one episode where he catches him three, four times in like a two minute span, and he even like comments on it, like, Oh, I'm, I'm completely tired of this, you know. And that's that's something I thought was cool about the show, too. For as being as early as it is, there is a lot of like actual humor to it, where or at least they make an attempt. Like, I actually, you know, I wasn't laughing out loud, but there was like a, a chuckle when they walk into that one like town square and there's all those like bad looking dudes and they're like oh man looks like a rough neighborhood i wonder what these guys are and the magician guys like oh you know thieves swordsmen pirates lawyers bakers (laughs) he's going on he just keeps naming like vocations after that and it's like okay (laughs) 
pool. Uh, so, you know, that was kind of cute. But, yeah, they get the magician guy. He joins up. And then they get this chick who's basically like a, she's a warrior slash vagabond. And all she's interested in is money. And um, luckily for her, like all these monsters that this guy is creating are created through a precious gem. Like he, which I, I thought this was a really neat way to kind of um, be able to kill things. Cause in the nineties, a lot of times you couldn't show someone killing something unless it was like a robot. Um, but they explained that these are like just gemstones that this guy unleashes some kind of power into and they turn into these creatures. And when you kill them, they revert back to being gemstones so she joins because she realizes that they're going to be fighting a lot of those type of monsters on this quest, and she wants to get rich, basically. So, pretty cool. Now you got your party rounded out, and they're going to go save this Talia, I, I think that's her name, chick. Because, um... Talia or whatever. Yeah, because the big bad, the Cell-Majambu hybrid, stole her, but can't harm her because she's the only one that can summon the dragon and the pendant protects itself from being taken from her so she's like held prisoner on this big living ship it's like a i don't know how to describe it it almost looks like a just a big fleshy thing you know it's like a you know living ship i don't know but like it actually has skin on the outside of it all the doors are like they look like uh, valves inside of your stomach, you know, or something like, you know, they're all kind of slimy and it's, it's gross, you know, and that's what this dude lives in. And she's captive there has like this guard named Durango, I think, who is like this slave that this guy stole. He's like a big purple teddy bear looking motherfucker. He's actually really nice. And once uh, he warms up to, Talia, they become like friends, you know. Which is, you know, she saves his life is what really happened, because he like yeah, she, she escapes in one episode, and then she like tells what's his name, Barbus or whatever, not to not to murder hurt him. him. Yeah. So then after that, then the, there's some other good monsters. So it's kind of like that. I mean, there is it is like that in Dragon Word or Dragon Quest, or you want to call it. uh where there are good monsters in the game too, if you ever played those games, but right, yeah, and you know, overall, I I, I like this series. I I lament that you know it didn't make it here in its entirety. Uh, it's got you know animation issues and stuff. I thought it was fairly well voice acted, especially for the era. Um, it suffers from that ninety choppy animation where like your frames per second are like three. <laughs> um, not quite as bad as like the old 70s uh, like Super Friends or something where it's you know but a lot of the stills in this anime will be just like literally a still face with just the lips moving you know which is you know not great but um, the music is absolutely terrific uh, because it's all Dragon Warrior stuff so if you've played Dragon Warrior, Dra Dragon Quest games, you're going to recognize almost all the tunes, and they're all redone. Uh, a lot of them really sounded great. You know, I, I wish that kind of music could have been playing on a lot of the Dragon Quest games, because it's a, almost an updated version, you know. Um, 
yeah, updated different. to the 90s. <laughs> uh, it's, if you played any of the recent Dragon uh, Quest games, I mean, it's not, it's the same music. So, he, I mean, they haven't really changed the music ever. Yeah, that's uh, problematic to some people, but uh, they're very much afraid that if they change things, they'll lose their core audience in Japan and it is you know in Japan Dragon Warrior is massive you know here it's it's big like if you play RPGs we're all aware of it um, I like the series overall better than I do Final Fantasy in Japan it's not even close um, but they do get a little samey after a while because yeah the music's always the same the plot's always similar so <clears throat> but Overall, there hasn't really been a bad Dragon Warrior, and there's been several bad Final Fantasies, so that's kind of my metric, you know, for that. But uh, as far as a, a depiction of a, a video game that came out, this is like pre-Super Mario Brothers the movie, you know, it's like, this is so head and shoulders above, like, Captain N, the Game Master, which we reviewed, or, <clears throat> again, Super Mario Brothers, the movie, or Double Dragon, or any of those early incarnations of video game adaptations. It's, it, you know, it's, is it perfect? But no, by no means. But, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it overall, you know, and the characters had depth to them to an extent. You know, the main character, Talia... She's like a inventor, but not a very good one, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny because, like in the first episode, they demonstrate that with, you know, Abel's trying to catch this fish, and she's made him this harpoon gun, and she sees it on the shore. He's out in there with just like a a hand harpoon. She's like, "Why didn't he take this with him? I made it for him, you know." And then this giant fish gets away from him, and she's like, "Don't worry, I'll save you." And she shoots the thing, and it shoots out like you know, a couple feet into the water. And then later, you know, uh, she must test these wings within that episode. And, uh, they, you know, they work kind of, he's flying around. A Abel's the one that's the guinea pig for this, but then all the feathers start falling out and he ends up, you know, falling. So she's, and she has a tricycle, which I assume she also made because you don't see anyone else riding that kind of shit. So she's, I don't know, kind of that quirky inventor type. Um, but, yeah, that's effectively the series. Like, they, within, I think, episode two or three, they uh, get a map that shows them all these different locations that they need to go to. So, much like an RPG, it's like mapping out where they need to go next, and every time they go to one of these locations, there's, like, something shaped like a dragon, typically. And they have to do some little side quest to do something to unlock and further learn what it is they need to do to continue the said quest. Because uh, what is it? They need to figure out how to seal the dragon before they can save her for some reason. I, I don't know. At one point, she like gets out because there's a eclipse. And it weakens this guy's ship for some reason. And she's able to just, like, put Dodongo to sleep and then just literally walk out of the place. She, like, falls through a wall. Um, but she gets grabbed back up, of course. And I don't know, man. Is there anything... I feel like I'm doing all the talking, you know, which is my fault. But uh, is there anything you wanted to comment on? 
Yeah, I'm not as uh, big a fan of it as you are. Uh, definitely was really hard to get into. Uh, the first four or five episodes are really rough until um, there actually started something. Something starting to happen, but even then, like yeah, like it's convoluted. You're not sure what, why people are doing things, what they're doing. Uh, they don't explain it that well. Um, like, I don't know, uh, that he's, I think he's trying to unleash the power of the blue emerald that he gets. Cause that's like, he's the protector of the chosen one and she's the chosen one. But like, it just, uh, it's, uh, it's hard to understand what's going on sometimes. And then she gets away and then, I mean, he, whenever he sees that ship, he's trying to save her. But when he's not, he's trying to go on the... He's going uh, on this map, which does get stolen right after he gets it. So, but of course, the other guy memorizes the map, so that he knows where to yeah. go. And then they send him on like random, like, oh, we have to go get this sword, but it, it awakens the this really dangerous ice guy, and uh, they send him there. I don't know. Everything just is weird. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Sometimes, which it's yeah, it's not entirely clear, but it's. Uh... Again, it, it felt it feels like an RPG because a lot of times in RPGs they're not entirely clear, you know. And I don't know if that's a result of like bad, bad translation or if that's just the way they wrote it. But you know, I, I I give it you know part of it's probably nostalgia for me because I watched this as a kid, and part of it you know is just I give it a bit of a pass for you know when it came out because um, this is so old. It's you know. 32 yeah. years old <laughs> you know it's like and and stuff like this just wasn't around back then um and then you know again i'm a huge fan of dragon warriors so all those things combined it's like yeah this is you know better than bad to me um i i can see all its faults but it's not like what you brought to the table, whatever that thing was last time, where it's just like if you weren't playing all the games, you were just completely lost. You know, um, they, there was character introduction and stuff, and, you know, the, some form of a plot that you could follow to some extent. Um, again, yeah, it's not perfect, but given its time period and everything else, like, I, I, I give it a bit of a pass. It's, it's definitely not you know, something that I'm going to recommend to my average 20 year old friend, you know, and be like, Hey, you like RPGs? You'll love this. No, that's, but if you're a 40 something and you like the art style of Akira Toriyama, um, definitely check it out. I, I think it's worth, you know, checking out. Um, or if you're just like a big fan of Dragon Warrior, uh, I think it's worth checking out. And it's only, you know, the English dubs are only uh, 13 episodes, so it's not that big of an ask, because each episode is only like 22 minutes long. I watched 10 of them, um, and I feel like, you know, that's as good a place as any to stop, because if I keep watching, it started getting kind of good. Um, like you said, it gets better as it progresses, and I felt like if I kept watching, then I would eventually start watching like the other ones and i read those were never finished either um so evidently it had to do with akira toriyama um sabin refused to credit him for his work Uh. and he was like well you know there's some kind of internal something and 
whatever shenanigans happened between that, or at least that's what the website, I, I went to a fan site and was reading about it. That's why they stated that uh, it ended up only being 13 episodes here and then later in Japan, why it uh, only got the two or three seasons. I think there's like part of the third season, but they didn't finish it. Something like that. So, from what I saw, was just the the last season. The first season was like thirty two episodes, like a full season, and then the second one was only eleven. So they probably didn't finish the second season. Was what it sounds like. But okay, when I read when I read like the wiki, there was an ending. Like they did end it. So maybe they were like, oh, you got one season, and you have to finish it now. And they're like, okay, we can do like. 10 or 11 episodes to finish it off. Right, one of those type of deals where they know it's ending, so they have to do everything super fast, and it yeah. just feels, like, bad. I hate I hate when that happens, especially if the show is good, you know, and you're watching like it, and I'm those, trying to think of an example. But A lot of those 80s and 90s cartoons only really lasted at, like, two or three seasons, and then they went... Yeah, to- like, Dora the Explorer only has one season. You believe that? Yeah. It's, they just keep playing the same season over and over again, and a new crop of kids comes up. Um, <laughs> and it's new to them, so. But yeah, there, there's a lot of shows that are beloved that we think lasted a long time that just did not, like the original Star Trek or Gilligan's Island, or you know things that are well known. The Adams Family, the original one, was only like two or three seasons. And you think like, oh yeah, that was a big, big show, and it was, but it got canceled for whatever reason. They just ran it in syndication until, you know, today. Really, um, it's not like today where things last twelve, thirteen, fifteen seasons. You know. Yeah. So. Or well, part of it was too, because like you, like you said, re- reruns. So they probably replayed it. You know, over and over. Yeah, which, you know, I would have even taken reruns as a kid. I, I, it, I remember, I vividly remember that last, you know, the 13th episode or whatever, and and thinking, oh man, this is really getting good, you know, and I, I found something or whatever, and I was like really looking forward to the next episode, and then the just massive disappointment the next week. When I go and that last sit down says, well, and it's it. not on and there's no mention of why it's not on and it's just never mentioned again. And then, you know, me talking, like, I think I found one or two other kids maybe that had even seen an episode, you know, I don't remember specifically, but I remember searching for anybody like, hey, do you remember this show? And like, no one was watching it, you know, because so, it came on like where I lived super early, like. 7.30, you know, 7. It was one of those type of shows where, like, it was one of the ones to start the day, so most of the kids weren't watching. It wasn't like Ninja Turtles, you know, came on at 10 or 11 or whatever. You know, that prime Saturday morning cartoon slot. Um, yeah, this, this had a really early slot, so uh-huh. it was a big ask for for a kid, I guess. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy I got to uh, revisit it and see it for what it was, you know, as an adult, you know, 40-year-old man. And I, I still thought it was great. You know, I was really getting into it, loved the music, especially that that brought me back much more so than the show because, honestly, the only thing I really remembered about the show was that he had that little slime companion. Um for some reason I remembered that and then like that the main character had black hair. I didn't remember him as being like a DBZ clone at all. 
Um, it wasn't until later that I saw some stills or whatever that uh, I was like, holy shit, you know? Um, but it makes sense because Akira Toriyama did all the artwork for, you know, the Dragon Warrior games and stuff later on. So it makes perfect sense. But yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, check it out if you're listening to this and you're a fan. Uh, I don't have much else to say about it. If you uh, watch that last episode, it does tell you that it that is it for now, and maybe more to come. But uh, it basically says it's ended, like oh, yeah? in a voiceover, like the very last thing he says. So I, oh yeah, I don't think I got that. <laughs> maybe that was like for that guy's region. Someone thought to do that, but I I don't remember that at all as a kid. I remember looking forward to that next episode and it just not being on, you know. So yeah, it says there won't be another one, but it was like that's the one where they go to this tower and this kid helps them get this key, and uh, the key opens a box to like the next thing they have to do. Because so, uh, and they're like, "The end, motherfuckers! Sorry about your luck. Yeah, Hope you didn't like maybe, this show." Like, there may be more to come, <laughs> but I think at that point they're like, "Yeah, that's it's done." So yeah. That... Maybe I just just didn't catch, you know, if they say there may be, then maybe I just, you know. Hope there was another one, yeah. I hope there was more, but because, you know, it ended on a complete cliffhanger. I remember that, you know, every every show ends on a cliffhanger. You, you know, the whole thing that all episodic shows do where they uh, make you want to see the next episode immediately. So... Yeah, and we couldn't binge things back then, kids. We had to wait a full damn week. And it sucked. Right. You know, and then half the time you'd wait the week and it was a damn rerun. You know, because as kids we didn't realize when seasons ended and stuff, so. That was always a disappointment, too. And we had to sit through commercials. There wasn't no fast-forwarding, no ad block. <laughs> That you had to show up when the show was actually, you know, playing. You couldn't just play it whenever you wanted. It's a different time. It's kind of hard to remember, you know. But yeah, uh, that's about all I got to say about it. Do you uh, have anything in mind for next week? I think you were talking about The Witcher. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I want to do that Witcher movie. Uh, but I don't know if you do. You have HBO? Yeah. Because I don't know if you watched The Last of Us, but it's it's pretty good. So I, might... I watched the first episode, and I was, like, really looking forward to it. And I started watching it, and I was just like, this is just the game. I got real bored with it, man. Mm. I just felt like I was watching a bad adaptation of the game. You thought it was and... bad? I mean, I liked, I, I liked the original characters in the game, and they like the actors they chose for all the parts I didn't like as much as I you know I like my um Ellie to look like Ellen Page you know because that's what she looks like instead they picked like this pig-nosed little blonde girl that I could I just I don't like her as an actress Joel the guy that plays Joel more or less looks like Joel you know uh Tess pretty much Tess uh, Joel's original daughter is now mixed, which, you know, I, I don't want to sound like one of those assholes. It's like, hey, you know, don't make my kingpin a black guy or whatever. But, you know, it, it didn't feel the same. You know, it was like, that's not the daughter I remembered. You know, it was a little blonde girl, if I remember right, in the game. 
you know, so it just it just felt like I was watching an adaptation of something I'd already seen. Um, maybe they do more with it. I hope. You know, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, but uh, different than the third. Yeah, episode, uh, for sure. I just, I just kept getting on my phone during it because I was like, oh yeah, I know what's coming up. You know, the idea of Nick Offerman as uh, what's his name. Rick or whatever that guy's name is in the show. That makes sense. He, he I'm sure he'll kill that. Oh yeah. But but I don't know, man. I I'll probably like it once I get like used to what the characters look like, but especially that little girl that's playing Ellie. She just doesn't look like Ellie. Not that they could get Elliot Page to do it cuz he's, you know, like a 40-year-old man now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh they could have found someone that more looked the part, you know? Um, I really don't like the casting on that little girl. I just, I, I, I almost want her to die. I just, like, she pisses me off. She has a very punchable face, kind of like the guy that played Joffrey in Game of Thrones. I just, uh, I'm like, I don't I don't like her. She's not likable, you know? Do you know, what she's from? Ma- Do you know what she's from Game of Thrones? Oh, is she? Yeah. Who'd she play? Did you watch all the seasons? Excuse me. Um, no, I'm on like season five or six. She should show up pretty soon. Once uh, Jon Snow's trying to get like the North back. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I stopped watching Game of Thrones after the like the second season initially because I was reading the books and I was like, eh, and I like the books better, but. I'm just kind of desperate for something to watch right now. So I started watching that. It's, you know, it's good. I'm afraid of where it's going to go because everyone says it turns to complete shit at the end. So yeah, look forward to that. In fact, I'll probably watch a couple episodes before I go to bed, but, uh, okay, cool. But yeah, I can wait. She's on game of Thrones. That's probably why she got the part. You know, she was really good in game of Thrones. Um, but if you, uh, so if you have HBO, that's good because I'll probably pick that later. But um, once all the episodes, there's only nine episodes, and I think next week season four or episode four, so like maybe a month or two, we can do an episode on that. But uh, yeah, for the next one, I'll pick the uh, that Witcher like prequel movie that's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, all right. yeah, I hadn't seen it yet, so I, I heard it wasn't great. Yeah. So, and what do you think about Henry Cavill not coming back? Uh, I mean, the first season of Witcher wasn't the greatest, uh, but they made it up in the second season, and then I was finally I bought into it then. So I was kind of just I liked the first season better than the second. <laughs> the first season was really like convoluted. It felt a little like Xena Warrior Princess at times. Yeah, it was just like bouncing around the place, and like the timeline was like not really established, like. Things were happening, like, it made it seem at first like things were happening concurrently, but they were, like, all out of different different periods of time. So it was hard to tell yeah. what, when and where you're watching. So, uh, but after after you kind of figure, figure that out, especially if, like, you never played the games, like, it was really confusing, but... Um, That's weird. I actually watched the first season before I played Witcher 3. Which was kind of weird because when I played, you know, the game, you know, 
I, w- I had already adopted these ideas that Henry Cavill is Jerome, and he he did a great job. I mean, he was so close to being the same, you know, that it was he was great. So like thinking about him not being in it just and he's such a big fan and brought a lot to the role, right? That I feel like anyone they get to try and replace him is just going to be asked comparatively. I mean, I don't know that, but I fear it. Uh, I don't know if they've already announced who it's going to be, but yeah, they did. They did. Yep. Man, yeah, great. You know. uh, I'll check that out. I'm sure I'm going to be disappointed because that's all I ever am. So it's Liam but, Hemsworth, so be disappointed. Liam, oh come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Jeez. And it's all because Henry Cavill wanted to reprise his role as Superman and it conflicted, right? Uh, that was part of the story, but I think what it really was is that he's kind of like big on the book lore, and uh, he they were not being true to like some of the things he wanted them to do. Like the, they weren't going, they were straying way too far away from the source material. He thought on some things. So hmm. he was having, I guess there was some kind of internal strife there. And then once the Superman thing came back up, he was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go back to being Superman. And then that fell through. So. Hmm. Well, that's disappointing because yeah, I, I don't even want to watch a Liam Hensworth version of The Witcher. I mean, I, I'm sure I probably will because it's still The Witcher, but yeah. I'm, I'll be cursing it the whole time. So I guess now Henry Cavill's going to be doing a Warhammer adaptation. Oh, okay. Well, that could be good. Warhammer's interesting. Yeah. So maybe that's... Huh. But, but yeah, so the next thing I'm picking is... Uh, Whatever that Witcher prequel is, so cool, cool. Yeah, I have no see. idea what I'm going to pick next uh, after that. So, uh, in fact, usually I pick it during the episode. I'm just like, hey, let's do this. That's right. <laughs> been kind of my mo. That one time, it was literally like my TV was on, and it, uh, that One Up movie was on like the recommended to you. Oh, <laughs> so you can you can thank that for that um yeah which you know but uh yeah okay so the witch is up next and uh i guess hopefully it'll be a good one hopefully yeah all right man anything you want to plug or is that that oh just the normal stuff we got rpg show uh yeah we just did retro rpg podcast man um we just did what was it uh what was the last one I just did? Dude, I'm trying to think of it, and I can't remember. And I listened to it and liked it. Because <laughs> uh, it, was, it was just oh, you and uh, oh, it Nick. Was, it was Crisis Core. Okay. Crisis Core, yeah. which is okay. Like, it was, uh, I definitely had more nostalgia for it than I thought. Because uh, playing it again, it was kind of shallower than I thought it was. Or Yeah, I, I, I played it like maybe five years ago on the PSP and you were like a big fan and we're talking it up in the discord and uh whole time I'm thinking this is pretty blase like I could see where like the gameplay was good but everything else was kind of ass 
and it and just like every other except for the original adaptation of Sephiroth, every other time he's been in anything, he, he just seems like such a wuss. Like, his voice is terrible, and I, I just, like, he's such a badass in the original game. You know, that whole scene where you first see him walk through the fire, and, you know, all that with the music. Uh, but that was cool, and then ever since then, it's like they've not recaptured that, and he just seems like such a pansy. Um, and yeah, especially in uh, the remake, it re- was a big turnoff for me. But also Crisis Core and and like the movie and you know it just uh, they they beat that horse so much. Like I said in Discord, that they they're beating the ground that the horse died on ten years ago or twenty years ago at this point. Um, and they, uh, to me, I, I feel like they should just leave it alone and try and create something new. But you know, actually good that's new, like hire some actual writers for once instead of, you know, just whoever you got laying around. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy has just pissed me off the last, you know, couple, 15 years at this point because the story on everything and everything they do with that name has just been pretty much ass, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm on the Retro RPG podcast, if you want to listen to that. Um, I think our last episode, God, I can't remember either. I did, we did Live to Live or Live Alive, and then the last one was Pokemon Scarlet, Scarlet Violet. Um, you can listen to that if you want to hear a adult man uh, bewildered as to why anyone play Pokemon. Um, I felt bad for James because I felt like I was shitting on it and he liked it and uh, I did not care for it very much. Uh, so yeah, you can go listen to that and then send me an email about uh, how wrong I am. So yeah, alright, I guess that's it. So hopefully next one's a good one. We'll talk to you next time, Cujo. Alright, see you next time. Alright, later man. Bye.